Welcome to the Craft Imperial Podcast, a weekly podcast about cigars, whiskey, and all the banter you could possibly want. You'll join your host, the Bourbon Cowboy, the Viking, as each week we get into different cigars, different whiskeys, budget, hard to find, unicorn, you name it. The rabbit holes we're going to go down, insights, opinions, conversation, new releases from Craft Impero, and anything else we can seem to let fall of our mouths that week. You guys enjoy this episode. Mahalo. All right, all right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Craft Impero podcast. You are here with your host, the Viking. And the Bourbon Cowboy. And we are at the... Agua Ranch. Agua Ranch, right? So we called it the Agua Ranch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agua Farm. We're in the water. We are in the water today. Why? Because it's freaking hot as hell. Probably yeah, just setting the just setting the mics up. I sweat through my shirt, like my chest sweat through my yeah, shirt. Just setting the mics up. Absolutely insanity. It's not pretty. No. All right. Um. So we're getting. In. Hey, how was the anniversary, man? Who's what? Your anniversary. How was the trip? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah remember that? It's pretty good. Went to uh, Nashville. Went down there and I uh, got a nice hotel room. Did some good eating and some good drinking. And then uh, met a guy down there that we know, who uh, his name is John. It's kind of just not a big deal, just the guy. Crowned heads, just stopped by and said hi. You know, hung out with him for about an hour. Me and Janine, and got to meet Wes. His his uh, I, I guess you'd call him. He's got a specific region, which is that area. He's a sales rep, but he's also like the conciliary of crown heads. And you he know takes what I mean? care of a lot of stuff. Yeah, and yeah. Like he, like anytime, anytime, like when you're at the trade show or something, when you see John, yo, know, Miguel and all the guys would be there, but Wes is the, Wes is kind of like the oversight guy, you know? So John can do John and he can take care of the business thing while, you know, John's having to deal with interviews and, nope. and, and Wes and is out that. at the cigar clubs making sure everybody's cool and, you know, um, but no, that was a great um, thing that happened, and um, it was like icing on the cake for everything else. We got to listen to some uh, tunes around town and went to a couple new cigar places. You know, uh, obviously, Casa Monte Cristo. I like also um, a cigar especial. It's it's probably literally like five blocks from the other one. There now there is a uh, Davinoff. Yeah, there is a Geneva there. And yeah. it's kind of a small place. I've been in it. Um, but we went to, uh, I picked up some um, some Las Caveras, uh, purple label, uh, 2020. 2020, yeah, 2020, yeah. The purple label. Yeah, I picked some of those up at Nashville Cigar, which is about 10 minutes south. And then got to go up, and Wes actually showed up, and uh, we talked with him and hung out at Smoker's Abbey. Which was really nice because their big uh, their big deal there is a lot of antique cigars. Okay. So is that where you lock down like Viaje and all that? Viaje yeah. and then All Saints. I believe it's dedication. Dedication. Yeah. Dedication. Yeah, Which whatever, me yeah. and you really liked. He, and that Bellicoso too. Like right. you got that exact size. So he had probably I don't know maybe ten in the box. So I took the box and got all ten and. Uh, so we're kind of set on All Saints for a while, but those were ones that we really liked from Mickey. Yep, Mickey Peg. Yeah, Mickey Peg, and that was a great podcast. So anyway, everything was good, and you know, Janine got her some new uh, cowboy boots and a few other goodies. So 
everybody's happy and stayed down there just about two days and then came back to reality and came back <laughs> came to back heat. To, came back to reality. I mean, it was like literally like 70 down there. Came back to direct swamp ass. Jesus yeah. Christ, it's like. Yeah. I mean, when I say hot, just setting the mics up, I literally sweat through the back in front of my shirt. And I'm kneeling next to a pool. Well, and there's one thing. That's Missouri weather. Fucking right, dude. Can't just be hot. It's got to be humid and hot. It's literally, we could have seen snowflakes last week in somewhere in Missouri. And now we're record-breaking, I think they're thinking 98, 99 today. Yeah. I'm probably talking heat index. I think it's supposed to be right around... 95, well, phone says phone says 92 right now. Right. So like it's, you know. Said it should peak around two. two and then it's and it's crazy Missouri, right? Because now then Friday it's gonna be 78 as a high. The next three days after that you're looking at 70s in the high, and then you're gonna go right back to 95 and whatever. You know, I hope it's because we had 48 days of 90 plus, and we're just at halfway mark. But I don't even know. Let's see, what is it? 11. Yep. We're not even the halfway mark, and we're already three days right at 95. Right at That's 95. That shit crazy. I mean, this is like July weather already. It's a hot week, man. It's a hot week. Anyway. Anyway. That's Missouri weather. That's why we love it, because we love bitching about it, but enough of that. Yeah, what else are we talking <laughs> So, uh, we're at the Agua Farm here, and again, I'm just reminded because I don't remember. So... It's been a week or so since we've had a podcast, mm-hmm. and um, we broke out the on-air sign. Yes, it's back. It's still so here. So everything looks so cool, and I'll put some pictures of the poolside uh, broadcasting. Because we are on air. Yes. We're on air. Broadcast. As long as that's friggin' lit up, we're on air. <laughs> I told these guys they're putting in some uh, sprinkle system over here, and I said, hey, you going to be running that damn thing? Because I got a radio show that we're doing here at the pool. And he goes, really, man? We'd like to hear you. What channel are you on? I'm like, well, it's a podcast. You know, it's kind of the same thing. But we drop it, and, you know, they were like, yeah, man, I like bourbon. I like all that stuff. I'm like, right on, man. I mean, I don't know if that was like, No, you uh, can't come over, but right on. the pool and drink your bourbon. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, man. It's kind of early. You guys probably got, you know, two or three more lines right. to do around that. And, um... But anyway, this was really the only option today. Yeah. Uh, and it feels good. I actually had a bag of ice I threw in here too, just, which did probably nothing. In the water? Yeah. Yeah, I don't need that much. Well, it was old ice. It's cool. It wasn't like I just it was a thought. threw a bag of ice in here. It's pretty cool. We pretty, turned this heater. Pretty I large it's pool. like 80, 83, 84 in here. It feels great. It's cooler in here than it is up there, so yeah, whatever. All right, so we got a couple of new things that we're doing on the podcast today. Um, obviously, let the cowboy talk about the bourbon. It, it looks really cool. I like the name. The flagship thing is really yeah. cool to me. Uh, but the cigar we're going to start with is the J.C. Newman Yagua, Y-A-G-U-A. Um, this is a Nicaraguan Puro. Uh, I believe the wrapper is Connecticut Broadleaf. Um, but it's a unique cigar the way that it's done. So it's it's, it's an homage to an old Cuban style. Um so it's literally the only cigar on the market that it gets bound, wrapped, labeled, and it never one time goes into a mold press to take shape. What happens is they take a palm leaf, a dried palm leaf, they wrap the bundle of 20 in it, and that entire bundle ages all at once. So each individual cigar will have a different shape. 
Each individual cigar may have a little bit of friction damage here or there, uh, but it's supposed to be a, a very good cigar. Now, right off the back, I'm not a J.C. Newman fan. You know, I don't smoke any Brickhouse. Um, I'm not really, there are a couple Diamond Crown that are fantastic, but for the most part, I don't, uh, I don't really jump into, into Diamond Crown. It's not something I'd search for, but this Yagua is just so unique that I think we have to give it a try. Um, and I mean, it's super cool. Like when it comes out of the box, I can show you pictures of it. When it comes out of the box, it's literally, I mean, the ties are on it. The ties have faded in color because they've been wrapped around this palm leaf so long. And then when you cut it out, all the scars come out. So like, for example, the two scars that we have, they're not the same shape. I mean, mine's more of a like octagonish box. Yours yeah. is almost, like when you look at your foot. See, mine's flat. Yeah. Yours is almost like it was almost pressed. You know? And how, and how long have you had these? Uh, today. Oh, was this at the shop? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. These were at Lit. We picked them up at Lit. Yeah. So you know, it's funny you telling me that because I noticed some of the last uh, uh, Cyclops were kind of odd shaped. They weren't. You know, normally they yeah. come around, and there was some that were were kind of this shape. I noticed some that. Oddities about that, them. I think maybe when because you know how when they ship in into the country they're wrapped in the paper, right? If the paper got too tight, altered it. You know. I don't, which you know that's funny because I've never seen them. You've always unwrapped them. I've never actually seen them how they come in the bag. Oh yeah, you'll see. So they're I'll all. Each one is wrapped in newspaper. Mm -hmm. It's a safety technique. It's, it's the the idea is that because now if we wanted to cellophane our product, it would just come in cellophane, right? Right. It's, it's sort of that same idea there that you're putting a barrier around the outside of the wrapper. So if it does, you know, gets a slight, you know, one of these or pressed together. Hopefully that thin barrier will stop the um, wrapper from from cracking or fissuring or anything like that, you know. So these will be fun to get into. I don't know. Literally, I've never smoked it. Um, I am not incredibly nerdy about J.C. Newman. I do know that this is one of the few Nicaraguan finished products they do, uh, primarily Nicaraguan. So. This will be cool to get into, and, and thanks to Lit for having these so we can jump into these. So we'll get these lit up in just a minute, and then the Cowboy's gonna talk about this uh, old Ingram. Super cool story, really cool story. Let's talk about that. Well, it's it's O.H. Ingram, River Age flagship Kentucky straight bourbon. And the bottom, line about it is and what's unique about it is is this company sourced it of course through indiana mpg but what they kind of did that's a little different is you know you guys have probably heard us and or heard talk of different um of the way aging you know typically you got the rick house where they put them in there and then um jefferson has done this ocean aged where they take the barrels out to sea and age them on a boat well what they've done is they have uh, i'm trying to basically taking the rick house and put them into barges and then took them from panduka on the ohio river through the mississippi over to wickliffe yeah and there, it's a it's a trip that goes through um kentucky illinois and missouri 
Mississippi. I don't know if they start out at Wycliffe and then end up at Paducah. I don't really know, but the whole idea of it is it's mellowed on the Mississippi. And I guess that's why they, all in all in the name is the, the, the boats that push the barges and whatever, they're, they're, the flagship is the top of the line. So it's pretty cool. It's called the flagship 2021 Ingram. And um, it's 100 proof. Yeah. So we're going to cheers this. We'll do our cheers down. on that. Let's see here. It just, it feels, it smells hot already because it's hot outside. Yeah. We're going to get an extra little push. Pretty smooth though. It really is. I actually, I actually really only think the reason it's, there's any warmth to it is because it's hot outside. Really. Because it's, it's, and it's not overly sweet. And I think that it would even be worse. I had these in the house, so they've only been out here. Oh, that's true. So they're probably, there's probably just a little bit of push on that. But it's 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 a really nice push. It's kind of a mellow push. Not to play on mellow, mellowed on the Mississippi, but. Anyway, I got these because I tried them. Um, and, and when I was telling you about the Nashville trip, I went to Smoker's Abbey and I tried these and I asked the guy if he had anything new. Because he had some nice stuff, but I stayed away from it to try some of the new stuff, and I'm glad I did. Because it's really a nice presentation. The, the labeling, everything's black and gold. It's been really done. Well. It is. It's cool with the riverboat on it, the, the flagship. Waterproof, too. It's unique. get burned into those see what those end up doing it is a little strange because the shape is so different throughout the whole cigar and like looking down at it to light it when you when you've got it held in your teeth it's like you're holding it differently than your life like the angle is different you know now all of a sudden just all of a sudden a little wind yep <laughs> what well it's the, the sail changed, right? So now it's catching wind. Oh, yeah. So he's getting that. Uh, he's gonna fix the umbrella for us. But yeah, immediately when you light into it, you know, it's, it's a cigar. You know, I'm not really, not really into the, uh, you know, light a cigar immediately, take two draws, retro, and then suddenly, you know, you're coming through with, you know, it's it's good or it's bad or it's this or it's that, you know. So we'd like to get into it a little bit more, but. It's really cool for you know Jason Newman to have something unique like this. It's actually pretty sweet, and I'm not mad at the shape on it all. It's actually unique that each one is different. I do like that. Um, there is some fissuring in the wrapper, but you know I, I really think that's because of how they were condensed together. But it's not it's not flaking at all. You know we'll see what happens once we get up here. It may expand slightly, but I don't know. So far, no problem on the burn. Bourbon's pretty good. I do like that. Yeah, it's a nice day being out here. 
first time in the water. Um, it's nice. It's just hot. Everything's I'm not green going back again. to Missouri weather, but it's it's kind of strange like this. Like, so we had this like, and I don't want to call it an Indian summer, but listen, it can get wicked around Halloween, cold wise, into November and December. Was there some cold days? There was, but not many. No, we and had tornadoes December, come through here in December. Even in December, it was pretty damn, I mean, light jacket weather in December. But then what? January 1st, started raining, cold, sleet, Man, Super snow. Bowl, Super Bowl, it was what, 21 degrees outside? Yeah. So it's like, you know, when you, it's just, we, we just have big, uh, changes here in the Midwest, but the good thing about it is, is we got water And I mean, you know the future uh, Of the Midwest is going to be extremely important because they can they're running out of water out west yeah. I think they're all coming here. Yeah So hold on to your that was something I remember when we were uh, when we were in Utah. They were talking about Lake Tahoe and uh, Lake Tahoe is drying up like where boat slips used to be where you'd go in now you're now you're driving a few hundred yards to get to the new boat slip because the water's you know pulling away it's crazy oh you conspiracy theorists it's global warming i know it is well <laughs> mead is so low now they're finding bodies mm. and they're on their last pump station they were fairly smart a while ago they built a deeper pump station and they're on the last one once they get below half they're done yeah so i don't know what they're going to do it's going to be crazy there's a lot of licensing that goes on with that and uh, i don't know who the big loser is uh, you just have to look it up but so there's crazy. some fun cigar stuff going on i actually found this unique um so you know how every year we had talked about this on some of the podcasts how um Every year, cigar prices go up, you know, even higher taxes, lower yield, um, et cetera, right? They'll go up 1%, 2%, 3 as high as 8 to 10, right? I know this year we had some that got to 13. Um, Habano's SA last year, or this year, reported a revenue of $568 million in 2021, which was a 15% increase from 2020. So now... S.A. Habano and your Cuban cigars are getting a price increase, right? And from everything it looks like, it looks like they're going to kind of follow the same point to price increase standard that we do in the U.S. market. So what I want people to think about with that is, you know, you know, Canada is one of the prime buying spots for people in the United States, right? Mexico, if you find a good spot, of course. So depending on what that increase is you know you're looking at an average cuban i think the average average cost of a robusto cuban is roughly around 25 dollars now of course that's got import taxes you know duty whatever whatever the taxes are on top of tobacco add five more percent to that across the board right or three more percent across the board you know your bahikis are going to climb a few dollars you know you're going to start looking at cubans costing anywhere from anywhere from you know 28 at the lowest end to well over 200 a piece you know and that 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 it's i think the largest thing that changed with their increase was the availability to u.s citizens to buy cuban cigars do you know anybody who buys a lot of cubans i don't know anybody that buys a lot of cubans 
I don't, I don't know why you do. Well, I do. I, I have brought it in one person. I mean, you from time to time on a trip or whatever have yeah. brought back some Cuban. Or if I find a good deal on like a box I know I like. I tried sure. to buy a box of Cuban. Yeah, yeah you, got, horrible you got shafted. I bought some Cohibas, waited like, seemed like a month and a half, and then they were all cracked. And tried to send them back another month and a half. Finally got my money back. Plus they took a percentage, whatever. I don't know. But that was the end of my Habano. Is it? Is that called? Uh, you or you bought my Havana, or Habanos? Was it is Habanos? Habano cigar? Yeah, like maybe. That? Yeah. I tell everyone if you're going to order, I know some people have unique Cuban sites they use. Monte Fortuna is hands down the. Now it's going to take eight weeks for your, you know, six to eight weeks for the cigars to get here, right? You just got to deal with that. But they're the best, the best. They self-inspect each box. They pre-custom check them, so they actually come with a custom seal on them, so they've been checked. You know, so once they hit the airport, they don't have to go through customs be open again. That's where you worry about someone just scooping them up out of there with their hands and cracking them or, you know, messing with them or whatever. You don't have to worry about that. Monte Fortuna is the place to go I, if you're going to buy Cubans. But I think reasons like that, how, you know, you have a website at Monte Fortuna that ships Cubans in the United States. That had to be, had to be one of the largest reasons for their major prices, for their um, sales number to hit what it did. You know, because I don't, I don't think, I don't think the European or the Asian market has expanded that significantly in Cubans when they've had Cubans seventy years, right? You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not like it's some new thing that heated everybody up, you know. So it's that, that's interesting. That's interesting. What you got? So I'm telling you, I'm, I've been really as you're talking doing your spiel there, I was really thinking, this is a little different. Oh, I don't know what the hell that was, but anyway, there's a lot of uh, dark, like, I don't want to say coffee or chocolate, but somewhere in that dark chocolate um, in this, and the ash is super white. Yeah, ash is incredibly white, a lot of, super lot of sulfur. white, super tight, and um, yeah, definitely good tobacco juice. I can see I can see a bitter coffee in there. Yeah, we just might did that retro hail yeah. out a little bitter. But I don't think this is like uh, now when I retro it, I get a lot more like green apple kind of sweetness up there, like a bright sweetness. I do get that. And then there's a little, very mild little spice. Kicks around. Yeah. I'm honestly surprised with a lot, like something, because, you know, there's damage to the wrapper on it. And again, that is solely the way they're packaged, right? It's not, it's not splitting. I mean, it's fissured a little bit, but it's not popping off. It's not ashes holding on solid. Well, some are hanging in there. And I was going to say, and I, Try to say too damn much because you know we're an inch in. You know, by the time you've gotten a quarter to halfway in, you know, I like to smoke it a little bit before I. But well, let's talk about our uh, our bourbon and cigar event. Not our personally, but the one we went to last night oh yeah so uh we did it they did it again man um 
You know what? I'll tell you what. It was uh, well put together. Again, everything actually came to fruition this time. Like it was a smoke, eat, drink, continuous thing. We were outside. Um, saving grace was that breeze, right? No, it, saving grace was it was on the east side of the east building. Side of yeah. the building. <laughs> because if we would have been on the west side, I would have said we'd have cooked. No, we we'd have cooked. There's no way we could have. So we were on we were on the patio of Ruth, Chris, and Chesterfield. Uh, Lit Cigar Lounge put on the Cohiba Cigar Dinner with Michter's being the um, beverage sponsor, and Sean Williams and Wreck It Rusty were here from General. Sean Williams is the one of the blenders and the brand ambassador for Cohiba Cigars. Um, started the dinner, um, you had a Cohiba Connecticut Toro, and then you had the new Cohiba M in the Corona, Corona Gorda size, which that cigar is just, it makes the Toro nothing in my personal opinion. Like, I think in that size, the cigar was perfect. I liked it. Um, meal, meal was fire. There were no pineapples on the steak this time, so I was very excited about that. Um, how about that brisket mac and cheese thing? All right, well, when we get to the food, because I, I, I got a lot of positive things to say, and then I got I got one that, that's a downer. But I tried both cigars. The Connecticut, right? Ain't my thing. Mm -hmm. But I thought it was good. I mean, It shocked me, too. I yeah. was thinking, oh, look at this little... I felt like I was... The funny thing is, me and Mark are both gingers. I'm just an older ginger, so I have a little more color. But we're fair-complected redheads, right? I am hey, a white horse right. tail, dude. Yeah. yeah, but I used to be like you when oh, I was yeah. your age. Yeah. I mean, I had still had red hair. Now I'm a frosty... Am I redding already? No, you're fine. Oh, okay. But right. I'm just saying, that's, it kind of reminded me of <laughs> when I looked at that cigar, and I'm like, wow, okay, I'm going to jump into that right off the bat. But it was really kind of nice because it was mild and I took my time with it and I didn't, I didn't walk around and rush around, I just kind of sat down. And then that was kind of a nice pairing with the food. Well, there's that. As we got lucky, the yeah. damn thing almost went We uh, just had a gust of wind that picked the umbrella up and threw it. That was fun. So we'll have it back. She's coming back. It's all good. We got the umbrella back. We're doing good. Things are well. Um, well he'll come finish what he was saying. But yeah, that Connecticut was very um, surprisingly, man. You know, it's not something I would normally grab, like at all. You know, that was kind of a in the moment thing. But I'll tell you what, in that moment, that environment, what was going on, damn, was that a good cigar. Well, so the first thing they brought out, this was a five course deal, was they brought this like little mini and i don't want to call it a taco because it was all enclosed oh but it was like is that an empanada but it was like an enclosed little bitty mini taco yeah with some good pork in it yeah with a little a barbecue sauce thrown around with some vegetation of some like clovers yeah. or something i saw everybody like use a knife and fork i just picked the thing up put it in my mouth and ate it but either way <laughs> it was damn good yeah but i think those pairings like that we then um there was there was like three other dishes. Tuna, the tuna was white, bad to the bone. But dude. we've had that tuna there before. Yeah, just not that big. Ginger. And yeah, shit. just normally normally it's it's squared out. Well, then there's a hunk of salmon sitting on the tuna. Yeah. Oh. Mm. 
Mm, anyway, was that was the great. And then, not to mention you're already at this point, you're happy as could be. And then they uh, bring this mac and cheese with a short rib or something on it. I don't know, but it, but was, it was damn amazing. delicious. Amazing. And I'm like, again, it's one of those things where I'm like, I am not, like, I'm not like a mac and cheese guy, right? Like, I don't go. But it was nice to have a couple forks of it. it I, I didn't eat as much of it. Good. Well, I ate all the meat and then some of the noodles, right? Right. Like, you know, too. it was, it was, but it was really good. I mean, and I love the way it was served in that dish. Like the whole, it was fire, man. And then of course the New York strip on the seared plate. Oh, I just thought that was a strip steak, but. Yeah, it's that, it, it's that New York strip. But that was my only uh, complaint of the evening because then followed by a little dessert, which yeah. is nice refreshing. But my steak, I'm a medium rare. Yeah. I go medium rare because I know for most, there's the chance of it not getting right. So you're gonna be on the rare side of medium. Medium rare. This was well done. And I mean, yeah. I had to get to the middle to even get anything that was, it was a little overdone. You know, me. I noticed that too. And I, I did, I did too. I, I, I was talking about it, but then I stopped and I was like, you know, you're cooking for 45, 45 dishes, right? I think you just, they just took it to a medium and then put it on the plate. You Mine know? was well done. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too, like yeah. with that 500 degree plate, right? Like I was talking about this today. The idea in a restaurant when you do that is, you know, when, when you order, like if you actually order that dish rare, it's gonna be a little extra rare, right? Because the idea behind the hot plate is when you cut your piece away, you can put the steak on the plate and it's almost like you're self-searing a little bit and then you eat it. You know, that's the idea on that. So I think, I do think um, they probably had to do that, you know, because it would have taken, you know, how the hell were they going to take everyone's significant, you know, and, and then what happened if you did all the media rare and then you know there had to be well done steak eaters, right? There always is. Oh, yeah, probably and then, more and then, than rare. And then they go, excuse me, would you mind taking this back and, you know, cooking it a little longer for me? So instead of, it's just to avoid that, I think that's probably why you kind of got that medium. Well, let's face plus. it, by that time I was pretty meated out anyway. I mean, geez. It was, there was a lot of food. That was a not lot. Ate, I ate every bit of it. Let's not pretend I didn't, except this, the dessert. I don't eat dessert. I probably ate half. I, it was, I cut I, the sides and got it into the little bit of the I middle. I had a bite of that. Was that a banana pudding? Is that what that was? Um, I don't remember what I that think was. I it was. It was not a banana I had a pudding. It bite was some it. sort of... Um, yeah, it's not, it wasn't banana pudding, but it was kind of like uh, some doughy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had a uh, bite it of good. it. I had like three or four bites. I couldn't, uh, but I was already so taken back by the first three or four plates. By the time I got to that strip steak, I was just like, Ugh. yeah, that's what, that's one thing I have to say is like the food at no, at no point was there like a dull point in the food. No, you know, like they didn't, they didn't like, they didn't give you that little mini taco, and then bring you a salad, right? No, no, no. You went straight to the fish, then you went from the fish to the cheese and the pork, then you got the cow, and then you got some pudding, right? Like it, there was not a dull moment in the entire meal. It just ran through. And anytime you go to a nice restaurant, you know the uh, chef sends out like a little, a little starter, something, mm -hmm. you know? Because when we went to, when we were in Nashville, we ate it. Kane's uh, Prime Steakhouse. Uh, I've never been there. And supposedly it's the top place. Okay. And he brought us in one of those, again, 
little what I would call like an Asian spoon that you would use for maybe like a hot and sour sauce or whatever. Those okay. the spoons sit flat, but they've got like and then a little thing. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He brought us like a toasted artichoke leaf, and I was like totally not impressed. <laughs> I was like, wow, this guy's not getting me right off the bat. But that little um, porky taco thing, whatever the hell it was, that it was, was fantastic. That, and whatever that that different kind of sauce that was with it i just i smothered it in it and just put the whole thing in my mouth and ate it it was it didn't miss man the food was great and then of course we got to talk about that barrel proof rye the only thing the last glass it was the last glass was that more of the dark yes it, it was it was the darkest you'd one. i thought it was very good did li I'm not even kidding. I was. Everyone, we were talking like, "What's it tasting?" I'm like, "Melted liquor. Like it's candy. Like it literally tastes like candy." And the crazy thing is, like, you know, we're we're fairly. You're a fairly big Michter's fan, like I am. The thing that we've always found unique about it is we don't typically drink in the 84, 92 proofing range, right? We're we're usually hundred yeah. plus. Everything we drank yesterday, the rye, the American, and the bourbon, were in between 84 and 86. And then that barrel-proof rye was at 112, almost 20 points higher, and it was cooler. It drank smoother than I think the regular rye does. Well, I think when you get into the lower proofs, um, they're still really good if you've got a lot of body, a lot of layers in there of flavors, and um, that's what that was for me. I mean, there was just, yeah, it was pretty damn smooth. For sure. You all right? Yeah, I just Aliens? keep my eye on that wing up there. Oh. Because I... Oh, so it doesn't kick. supposed to be too uh, windy. I don't know. Last year, it didn't seem like that damn thing was up that high. I don't know. I don't ever remember it oh, being that know. high. It probably freaking was, but, you know. Anyway. Yeah, who knows. Um, so, yeah, that barrel-proof that barrel -proof rye was, was lights out. And it's, again, it's a very... Before you even start using the term allocation, it's a very limited product like they don't make very much of it and i don't think it's even making missouri until again, the end of the year what was it again the barrel proof rye barrel proof rye hmm. well i'll be on the you find that you secure that quickly okay because that i'll tell you what they had all four mickners down in kentucky um that i was kind of familiar so with. there's yeah i think there's only four core so there's american bourbon there's yep. straight bourbon yep there's rye sour mash yep that's the four core, right? And, yeah. then, and then you get into like 10-year rye, 10-year bourbon, 20-year rye, 20-year bourbon, 25-year bourbon. And then you have like barrel-proof rye. Um, I did see on my trip to Nashville a Willet. They wanted 400 and something for it. I'd never seen it before. And I asked the lady, I said, hey, I said, if you don't mind my asking, can you tell me a little bit about that Willet? It was a Willet? Yeah. $400? Yeah. Well, I'd I, never seen it. I, and of course, I asked the lady, and she goes, well, I can tell you this, it's rare. <laughs> <laughs> that shit rarer than a dog with three legs, boy, well, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, okay. Well, you know, that is one occasion where you ask Why somebody local, and with, uh, you know, and she knew nothing about bourbon. She goes, oh yeah, was it over there in that case? Oh yeah, that's very rare. I'm like, okay, I really appreciate it, thank you. 
Yeah. That was like that was like when we were in Utah. So we hit one of the um, ABC stores, right? Because in Utah, all the alcohol is controlled by the government. So we get in, and it's very uniform the way everything's set up, right? Oh yeah. Kind of regular, whatever on the shelves. Then there's a glass case that had that uh, Maker's Mark pick from the state of Utah. Had the uh, double rye pick from High West. Um, so we get up, and I was like, uh, Miss, I'd like to get in there and buy those two bottles. She goes. Sir, you do know those, those are much more expensive than what's on the shelf. Yeah. Yeah, but hey, now listen to you. Go ahead and get those. Very nice. <laughs> you like that because there's been another instance where they didn't tell you about Oh, well, yeah, she was a superhero. <laughs> uh, right, yeah, because of, yeah. So anyway, she forewarned you. Now, sir, you know those are a little bit more. And then, then it was funny, right? Because like we're like, well, how much more expensive? Like each pick was like 75 bucks. You know, like it's not... It's not like, you know, the stuff on the shelf was 19 and it was 500, you know, it was, it was but it was, it was unique. Um, well, like we've done on this, on, on our podcast all the time, you know, that's why the bibs are special and some lower shelf, like the ones we've always talked about are great because man, when you get into big time quality, 100 proof, you're, you're almost always now looking at 70, 80 bucks a bottle. Yeah. Like, With the exception of that, like you said, the cool stuff that you find at some of these stores. Um, so back to last night. Sean is a stellar dude. Um, he's a great guy. I I knew he was their ambassador and whatever. I didn't know he was a blender though. Yeah, I actually, I that. I didn't. I I knew I just that he was he, their ambassador. I knew that he was very much like I knew he was doing tasting and things like that. Um. Hang on, guys, we're fixing that fence That here. surprised me. Um, I did not know that until you just said that. But I, I tell you what, I, it seems like I sat there very, uh, you know, trying to keep my uh, place and listen to everything. But every time I had to go in and do a little tinkle, they all got up and said something. So I may have missed that until I just yeah. heard you say that. No, I didn't. Uh, so I got to spend some time with him yesterday before before the event, and that's when you got to talk to him and kind of you know get some history and talk some things. And I knew he was involved in like project management and you know design on labels and things like that. But then he got into you know cigars he works on. You know, like he's not obviously he's not the one sitting down rolling it and blending it that way. But he works with the with the blenders at Cohiba they get their profile together what they want and then the cigar is produced that way and then he's pretty much in charge of label design so he's in some sense of the way I, it's what we do mm -hmm. right we get with a company and we kind of let them know what we want and they put some blends together for us to try and then we smoke them and talk about them and whatever only he's doing it a much larger and he's physically there with the tobacco right all of that yeah um, Our and travel funds are and just he's, not that. And he is just a good dude. Like, you want to talk about somebody that could have the biggest head in the world and be and just be the cockiest individual? You're literally the face of Cohiba in the, United, in the United States. You know what I mean? In Japan. Like, you're the face of Cohiba. And he's just a dude. He's just a fan of cigars, hanging out. Right. You know, he was eating dinner like everybody else. You know what I mean? He was super, super unique to, to meet. We, we've, met, we've met a few that way. There are... I shouldn't, say, I shouldn't say a few. We have personally sat down and talked with and met a few that way. Not all of them are are like that. With with respect, they they, they can if they wanted to. You know, they've yeah. earned it. 
You know, when you're the, you know, if, if Pepin walks into a room and he demands respect, you know, you're going to give it to him. You know, yeah, like, but these discussions that we have on our podcast with people who like cigars, this is some really cool shit. But try telling people, and I find this funny because everybody asks me like, oh, well, what do you do? And, you know, I do this and then I do that. And they're like, oh, uh, absolutely don't know anything. Don't really care. You guys smoke them nasty ass sticks, whatever. That's good for you. Let's move on. I don't even really care to hear about. It. Well, I mean, like talking to people like, that don't care about stars. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a small community, you know. Okay, so in the cigar thing, we've talked about this before. There are your acid, which is what, what one of the number one selling uh, cigars. Those are the people. There's 75 to what 90 percent of the people just buy cigars to be buying them. They're just on a weekend trip, whatever, and then there's that percentage that really understands cigars, know a little something, then they even maybe know a little bit about the boutique market or whatever. Yeah. But it's a small percentage of people. Yeah, there are far less, you know, we like call them nerds, right? Like daily smokers that are invested in the community, right? Whether you're a lounge guy or you're in the, in the company somewhere or you work in the industry somewhere, that brings me to a point. One thing that I cannot stand, and it, it's I'm seeing it more and more, and I am all about the spread of tobacco and cigars, but if you don't work in the industry, you know, like if, you, if you're not even like up to date with just industry standards, do not start trying to do something in the industry. You know what I mean? Like don't, don't, don't just, don't just jump in because it sounds cool. You know what I mean? Right. Because you can you pollute the market that way. You can dilute the market. But that's, that's whatever. It's, we can talk about it later. But um, yeah, no, there are. In, have anybody in mind? That, yeah. <laughs> there are, um, in particular, like there are, I still think there are more every now and then cigar smokers or time of the mo like moment, right? You know, like you have, I, I, we see it all the time. You know, like we, we've done it when we've been out. We're having cigars on a patio somewhere and someone's like, they got their work guys are coming in. There's one cigar smoker and he's got 10 cigars. Cigars? You know? Yeah. Then you get done, you leave and like the one guy smoked a cigar, the other nine cigars have two inches off of them, right? That's when they smoke. There are definitely far less daily consumers or even weekly consumers or people that are invested that want to know about cigars, right? Like one thing I'm seeing is you're seeing more and more people that are just, you know, they, they've got their day job. They've, you know, they've, they've got a career field. They're very excited about it. They just love the cigar community. They love cigar smoking and they're learning enough. You know, you can have more and more conversations just hanging out now with smokers than you could 10 years ago. Way more. I mean, there's guys now that I, you know, I feel like I'm getting so well. Obviously I know a little bit more about bourbon than cigars, but Still, I feel like I'm learning all the time things about cigars and bourbon. And then there are some guy, even bourbon geeks, who know a hell of a lot more than I do. Um, I'm, I've learned through nutrition of just drinking, talking, meeting people. And um, I'm not a big study up and, you know, go through courses kind of guy, you know. I just know through personal experience of going, drinking, talking, and meeting, and hearing the stories. And then, you know, what I think is, is uh, a palate for good stuff. And, and same way with cigars. I mean, you were pretty uh, 
close in our palate. Obviously, you, you know more about tobacco than I do and able to talk more technical. But in general, I'm finding as I'm out, there are more guys that are getting geeky about knowing all the little odds and ends about it. Oh, yeah. And, and, and actually, it's I completely agree with that. But where I would tune it a little bit is it's not the odds and ends about everything. They latch on to a brand or a company and they'll tell you every damn thing about it. Everything. You know what I mean? Like someone suddenly becomes a Weller fanatic, right? Yeah. Right? And you're like, oh yeah, yeah I like Weller, I like this one. And they start going into, off the top of their head, they feed you the mash bill build on every single, you know what I mean? Like they just dial into it. You know, it's almost, it's almost like, the, it's almost like the, the guy or the girl you run into that just smokes one cigar. Right? And you've smoked it, you know, it's in your rotation. They're gonna know more about that cigar than you will just off the top of your head. Even professionally, like when you deal with them every day, like not every cigar will always be in the forefront, right? That's why you gotta rotate through them and smoke them so you keep them, you gotta kinda keep it clean to your palate, you know, you gotta kinda know it. Um, but even to that aspect, like talking, you know, young people that have come up, we could talk about uh, Scooby Drew, the Mad Russian, uh, uh, squirting German, right? All these guys that were mellow smokers or occasionally smoked or have come grown up into it, now you're gonna have full length conversations about tobacco with them. And it doesn't always have to be like uh, pertinent stuff. Like when, when we're just sitting around talking, we're just goofing about the cigar. You know, you, me, and Drew did it. Me and Drew do it. You and I do it. It's not like, okay, so in this draw, I get this, and then I'm salivating like this because of the, the Seiko that's got the you know 31% humidity. From, you're not doing all of that. You're like, you know, hey, when it gets to this point, it's really good. It reminds me of this, reminds me of that. You know, that's the fun conversation that I think has developed with as more and more people are jumping into it and getting to know it and getting to know everything about it. That's what I think is unique about that. UTV said no. Well, I think what it may have done, it didn't see any movement. And after a while, it maybe it says, um, hey, are you guys, it, they probably yeah. put something up and says, hey, are you guys still listening? And <laughs> we said no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that I think that, that's really unique, man. It's, it's cool. Um, and I like that people are getting more and more involved. I think it, I think it's good. I think the more people get involved, um, the, right with anything, the more people that get involved that start learning about something, the more knowledge is going to grow, right? Because it kind of has to, you know. Absolutely. But oh, there's something I wanted to tell you about. I don't know if you heard about this. So. Um, not that we have a YouTube channel or anything like that, but have you heard what's happened to the cigar shows on YouTube? No. They're starting to be, I don't want to say shadow banned. I don't think that's what it is, but there are rules that have been worked into the YouTube um, user agreement that, uh, so basically, like for example, we have our on-air sign, right? right? So if we were at Lit, sitting down, doing a podcast on YouTube, had the on-air sign and in the description we put or we had a in the description we put a link to litcigarlounge.com right if that lit stl is the website but litcigarlounge.com slash shop okay that is against the new bylaws and the youtube's user standards huh so you that video will get taken down well now so what's happening is think about that if that just went into effect right and yeah. your newest video went in and you've got 300 videos up well, they're going to take that and go search through those 300 videos and take them all down that have that on there. So what if your entire channel for three years 
so you're sponsored by somebody, right? And you've got the link to their shop because it was allowed then. Every single one of those videos will come down. So a lot of the large, like, you know, the biggest following YouTube shows, like our, when Joe Knows was on, he's not, I'm not putting, he's not up there with like the biggest shows, but he's got like 1,200 people following, right? Um, even he pulled off, you know, because he does giveaways and trivia and stuff like that. Well, you can't do that anymore. Like the links can't be there. Now, what's funny about it is if you have, we're recording the video right here and in front of us is a sign that says litstl.com slash shop. There could be a sign. There just can't be a physical link that you can click on. See that, man? So a lot of these shows, some of them got, some of them got pulled, pulled down. Like that's how they found out about it. And a lot of them are moving over to other, other frames now. Wow. Yo, coming after tobacco that specifically is really interesting to me. Over a link, right? But then, but then, if you go around and you go to. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I don't. I'm sure porn stars probably have YouTube channels. They do reviews on stuff. I bet they got a shop link or a link to their uh, oh, what is that yeah. thing? OnlyFans or you know? But that's yeah. okay. I don't know. I never watch porn. <laughs> I don't. I don't either. But I'm saying. I'm trying. I'm trying to make a good no, I'm reference. Joking. Yeah, I've seen a, a few porn sites. But um, and they all have like ad advertisements or whatever yeah. that you're. Li you know that's an automatic link you can click on. Yeah, that. you've seen it on YouTube. Like you hit the Everything you hit the more, link. and there'll be eight. There'll be like an eight line item of different links that you can go to. But if if those links go to a shop, they'll pull you down. It's against the the bylaws. Which is crazy. I mean, that's that's. I heard that um, horrible. That's <laughs> kind of against the freedom of speech thing. Right? Find Twitter. Um, Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Yeah. Says that. All this goes through. Um, Trump's right back on. Mm -hmm. Why? Why are we suppressing Trump? That's you know. Was it an issue for a while or whatever? I guess you can get pulled down and maybe they do a little investigation or whatever. But overall, you know, if deserved. I mean, the way I look at that is like if if you're going online and all you're doing all day is there's a difference between shit talking and threatening. Like if you're going online, you're threatening somebody. Right, or if you're showing that you're stalking them, and there's there's a there you can where... see that there's proof of intent. Okay, I get that, but just because your political standards lie off keen of who's talking, come on, man, <laughs> really, come on, that's that's a little crazy to me. Yeah. So, all right, well, well again, get into that. We're all, you know. For the first time, there's a lot of, I mean, even though we've gone through COVID, we've been kind of slowed down in that, man, there's a lot of shit going down. A lot of changes. Things will never be the same, but forever will be different in some way or another. Anyway, so this next one, and I'm probably not going to be able to say this just correctly, and I'm going to try to give you a good story about it, but it's called Monk's Road. And it's Monk's called Road. Monk's Road. What did I say? Row. Oh, yeah. Monk's That's Road. That's a D, right? It's a fifth district series. Um, Bold Spring Distillery is who puts this out. And again, this one is 100 proof, aged six years. And this uh, bourbon comes out of um, Logstill Distillery. Uh, distillery. I have no idea what that so is. So there is a lower shelf called Logstill a lot of decanters and whatever um cool and, and i'm not like they could they come into canners 
old log still. Oh, okay. Did. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, anyway, so, and then I go reading this story on the back, and I said to the guy, um, this, it says, with Monks Road 5th District uh, Series, we tip our hats to the historic Axe District of Central Ken, uh, Kentucky, deeply seated in Bourbon North. Um, this is a rotating series um, of hand-selected uh, spirits that honor that tradition. Now, I really don't know what the tax district, I'm assuming. Like, so I was going to ask you that. I think what it is, is like, you know how every town, like St. Louis, has different districts that are popping up. Like yeah. there's the Gulch yeah. district or whatever. I think that's kind of what they're doing. It's all part of a long rotating bluegrass-inspired bourbon created with the same integrity and fortitude made famous by... Joseph Washington Dan. GW Dan. So I was like, so this is like through the same like JW Dan, because we really like that. And is JW you know, Dan? I don't know. A uh, hundred proof? Is that one of the This bibs? is a hundred proof. Oh, okay. But this is Log Still Distillery, and I don't think Dan, the one that we drink, is the same. And I'm gonna check into it. I just haven't had time to do it. Okay. But anyway. This, the nice thing about this, um, it says J.W. Wally Dant Third is the resident distiller. So there What's is that? some... Is that, so is that like, is that great-grandson, the third? Maybe, yeah. Right, because it goes son, grand... Yeah, great, right? Son, so, grandson, great-grandson? I'm just saying this has some history. It's got an awesome with color what to we've it. had um, with a J.W. Dant, which is so funny because... When we had um, uh, Mickey on from uh, All Saints for the first That's time. That's the bottle he loved, wasn't he it? Had, yeah. And he absolutely loved it. And I got him a bottle and he goes, thanks, I really appreciate that. I bought a case. <laughs> he goes, I liked it that much. I got a hold of a case. And I was like, well, wow. I was thinking I was really doing something. You know, and then the next thing, goes, oh yeah, thanks, I got a case. <laughs> anyway. Well, here's. Here's your taster balls. So you don't have to open the case. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, and I love, I love how he was like, uh, "Yeah, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to get it home. I got to fly, uh, but I bought a case." Well, yeah, that's funny. Anyway, All right, well, cool. Cheers. Let's, let's cheers this. this. I'm excited about this because that JW Dan is. Well, that's got it. Have you had this before? Yeah, I had it down yeah. there. Oh, okay, okay. These were the two that I had a chance. I actually tried two more. I didn't care for them as much. He was really high on one. This really uh, rye, but the rye was so high, I really wasn't digging it too much. Um, so I spent the money on these two because I thought they were different and the stories were good. That's uh, unique. Like it's right almost, back, it's, it's almost, almost dusty. Antique. Yeah, right. Dust antique, dusty. Yeah. But but then it's it's not like it's 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 almost there. Yeah. Yeah, like that aged, and that's it's. If somebody, if somebody it is, asked it's us, oak. it's like an, it's an oak. I wanted to really ask it. Somebody asked. I don't know what what. I'd have to go look at what podcast it was that we drank something that was. I kept saying Dustin, you were saying antique. We, I think we mean the same thing in that. Um, well, to explain that, to explain bourbon that. now, Dusty. 
Yeah, but I don't. I was calling it Dusty before I knew that, like, you've got an right. old bottle. It's called a Dusty. I didn't, I didn't realize that. Uh, but to explain that, so the best way I can explain it is... The, the all the flavors are there but it's almost like they are met with a it's hard to explain like an old finish so what I mean yeah, by that or, or like like a flat uh, you know like when you have a soda okay when it's carbonated and it's super sweet but then you have it and it's flat right that's the best way I can put it is like everything is there but it's just a lowered mellow tone of it and it's still it's still got the same density just it's not as robust as you think it is. That's that's what I mean by that when I say dusty. I like it. Yeah, I, I think. So now I'm hoping I'm right on this. This cigar reminds me of something, but I can't think, uh, and you're gonna be able to tell me. So up in Litz Humidor, if you go in all the way in and all the way up on the right, there's some Honduran. Uh, Aladino? Aurora? Aladino. Aladino. Yeah a lot of similar flavor in this that i remember and i haven't smoked a lot of those but now, is there any honduran in no here? it's a nicaraguan throw cigar that is great well that, well that's unique again again the honduran and esteli are not that far apart and, and that's and that's 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 very fun to talk about because i do think and i I've, i'm i'm guilty of this i know i do this when we when i sit and we're talking tobacco like drew and i were doing it a couple weeks ago and we both we kind of said the same thing we we're talking with some guys sitting there talking differences between countries right and kind of how the tobaccos normally taste but i'm like i gotta stop kind of doing that because just because just because the tobaccos are from the same region doesn't mean that similarities aren't going to show up wow right because this is this is not your typical uh, Nicaraguan puro. This has got different flavor for me. Well, and it's it's relatively mild, personally. You know, it's got um, as far as strength goes, it's relatively mild. Like this is this is just a chill smoke. I'm not. There's really no no effect pulling from this for me. Uh, but the body is only kind of two dimensional, really. Like in in the taste, there's. I think it's just the, the ambiance of Nicaraguan tobacco. You're getting a little bit of spice that kind of hangs out. And when I say a little bit, I'm talking, you know, you had some, some that kind of feeling you get when you've had some hot wings or two beers later and like, you know, you burp, right? Like that little bit of spice. Um, but then there's a, 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 a bitter sweetness that's, it, that's unique. And I smoked a Candela this morning and that may be what's drawing me to it is, it's kind of tagging me on that. Like it's, it's almost like a, um, like a like a cinnamon roll, but you just took all the sugar away from it. You know, the 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 smoke output's there. The body on it easily easily a medium plus, right? The amount of smoke that draws from it, but it doesn't have the amount of flavor you would expect from that. And I'm tri I'm tripping on on the shape of it, dude. It, it's and it's burning great, phenomenal. And all those little fissures we had, like even yours didn't do it. Like you can see these cracks in the wrapper. They're not peeling, they're not popping, they're not pulling away. I guess I got lucky on this not, one. No, it's you had a huge fissure in the middle of that. Oh, really? Yeah, right there. Oh, I see. What see you're that? Doing. Right wow. there. <laughs> you know, everything looks better when, you know, you're older. <laughs> you don't see all the details. Um, 
but yeah, that's that, that's something I think I, I even I need to when talking with people. I need to make sure that because I think sometimes I do it just, just subconsciously. You know, like when when you're talking with someone, you know, I talked about it before. Like, you know, are you fond of certain tobacco? Someone goes, oh man, I only smoke Nicaraguan, right? It's like ah, in that sense, like, well, dude, I can put you on something from Honduras. It's gonna give you some of. You're gonna get. You're still gonna get the spice. You're still gonna get some sweetness, but it's gonna be kind of a different profile of spice and sweetness, you know. Or better yet, we go to the Dominican side. Um, you can do that. But like you said, that's reminding you of the Aladino stuff. And there's nothing saying there can't be similarities and nuances that are the same, you know. Now maybe you smoke that cigar inside a lounge where it's 72 degrees, and it reminds you nothing of the Aladino, right? Like that's something I want to go back to the dinner that I was talking about last night. We were sitting on the couch after everyone ate and we were talking about that Connecticut. And uh, even Scooby Drew was like, no, oh, you like the Connecticut? I was like, dude, it's fantastic. And you know, everyone's sitting around I was like, well, you don't smoke, everyone's like, I don't smoke, <laughs> smoke Connecticut, right? I, I do to know it, but it's not something in my regular rotation. And uh, I'm like, I'm telling you what, man, it's, it's, we've said it before with cigars, man. Time and place can alter any cigar, right? Absolutely. Now imagine last night, the way that set up, that cigar was phenomenal in the moment with the beginning foods, the first drinks, was great. Now imagine if we were on the opposite side of the building with the sun beating down on you, you were sweating, smoking that cigar, drinking hot bourbon. And I got done with that just about the time. And I guess I, guess I was waiting for there to be like a bell for the, the Cuban M series for us to all pick <laughs> that up and do it. But I was like, I, I, there was really no like bell. So I was like, okay, well, I'm kind of done with that. Now my steak is sizzling. So let's get that Series M going. You, you finished the exact same time I did. I think I, I, when the brisket, macaroni and cheese sat down, I had a couple bites of it, had some of the brisket, kind of pushed away, had a little water, spent about five more minutes on that cigar, put the cigar down, ate the brisket and macaroni. Steak came out, I cut the steak, had a couple bites and I lit up the M. You know, and that in with that steak. Again, just sometimes the moment can make the cigar. You know, like what's the one concept we always say about a cigar? When you light a cigar, it's gonna burn. It's gonna burn as long as it wants and it'll be done when you're done with it. Now, what you do with that time that you're forcing yourself into is up to you. You can have a good experience or you can have a really bad experience. You know, think, think about how many times you've been smoking where you're having a great time with, you know, we're hanging out, having a great time with, with other buddies, having a great time. You're smiling, your endorphins are through the roof, and it's the best damn cigar you've ever had that moment, right? Now think about the time you've had that cigar when you got done working in the yard, you're sitting down, you're finally chilling out, you're like, God, I can't wait to have this. And you light it, and you're like, eh, you know, it's not the same thing, Yeah. you know? The moment, the moment will make it. The moment will make it. It's the same thing with bourbon, right? Like when we did that, that um, 1792 12-year, we decided to sit on a patio in the city in 110-degree weather, and have a 110 plus proof bourbon. Maybe that's why it was bad. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I this cigar, and actually this, this odd shape, I kind of like it. I like that it. it's, it's a little kind weird. of a try, like there's a, a point, and it fits right in the in these and of course this is an old cigar cigarette, I mean, ashtray. cigarette yeah. ashtray so it fits right in there kind of nice it's really i don't know i've really found this pretty enjoyable 
And by the way, I'd like to talk about this, which is kind of nice. I saw What's up? We should have done it right at the beginning. My mom gave me this, and this is an old school, like back in the day when everybody's smoking their cigarettes and you're at a party and everybody's sitting around. Is that one of those muffin ashtrays? Well, they just pass it around and you know you take your finger and you just do your little thing. The thing I like about this it. This looks like what the macaroni and brisket we served in last night. Just take the top off. It does, yeah. <laughs> you're right. But this is great for like on a kind of a windy day, like we're down here and you put them in here and boom, they're, they're That's perfect. perfect. So I, I, I tried, I tried, I bought one of these. So when Zycar was still kicking, I'm sure like Cigar Caddy or QI or someone does it now, they have these windproof cigar ashtrays, right? So it's a, it looks like a stink. You ever, you ever seen the uh, car stinky ashtrays? The flip top opens oh, and it's yeah. got the prong. Okay, it looks like that. And then I think, obviously I don't think you can smoke 60s in it. Like, you know, the whole surface isn't big enough. But the idea is that if here's the cap, there is a slanted, kind of tunnel that drops in and the ash falls off. You slide the cigar into it, right? So I bought one, you know, I had it in, in my truck. Well, the issue is if you're not careful, this is hot. Slide it in there, it's against the metal of the damn can, leaned over and touched it, burnt my forearm on the, on the actual can, on the ashtray, right? And then you pull it out and it, it kind of muffs the cigar out. So I found that when you're constantly lighting, you know, like driving up to Kansas City, you got a four hour drive, right? You're driving down to Louisville, you got a four and a half hour drive, right? To have to keep pulling your lighter out to light it when you're driving oh, no. is difficult, yeah. you know? It's hard. I know I know everybody doesn't smoke in their vehicle, but long drives, that's like, long drives, I don't I don't sit on caffeine. I have a couple cigars, you know? Like it, it just drives me through. Me and Matty Ice smoked in his caddy on the way over last night. Oh yeah? He was like, I'm like, well, I'm gonna have to give it. No, 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 dude, bro, bro. We're smoking. We're smoking in the caddy, or yeah, in his caddy. And uh, he drive a, what, what kind of, what's he, did you drive a CTS? Or the XTS? It's that big, sleek caddy. I don't know, it's a, it's a big caddy sedan. I don't know. Oh, that's is. that, uh, it's the five of what Linda has. It's the, the C or R five. Yeah, it's black, three row, three thing. row yeah. seating. Yeah, those are nice cars, man. Nice cars. Yeah, I'd like. Freaking, I love. You see, um, uh, Ryan, the owner of Lit, the Audi he's driving. Uh, I don't know. Look, I don't know I much didn't know about. He was driving. Cars. I know Dina drives. Well, she, one. yeah, she, she's got her. So he's got one. I saw it's a the, white one the other day with a It's the. Cars. It's like the race car version SUV. But dude, it is. When I say blue, it's like this gnarly, gnarly midnight blue, right? So during the day, you can see that it's this dark hued blue, but at night, it's one of those sweet ass cars where like when it's driving up, it's black. And then as it passes you and the light hits it, you see this blue run through it. Yeah, I've seen that color. You'd, you'd have to ask him. I don't, I, don't, I don't know anything about cars. I'm not a car guy, but like it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an amazing, and when, you, when it turns it on, it's like, whoom, it's like the damn thing's ready to go. It's slick. But Dana's is, Dana's that murdered out black. It's, that thing's gnarly. I saw one in her, that Audi, I don't know what series she drives, but I saw a gal the other day in one, all blacked out. But I could see her through the windshield. I just walked past her. She was on her phone. And the thing was just gorgeous. 
I also, this is a very fun thing. Every time you see a Carvette, right? Yeah. There's a Silver Fox guy in there. He's yep. probably 80s year old. He finally got his vet, right? Yep. And now he's the Silver Fox. So I hardly ever see anybody driving one but the Silver. So the other day, I'm over at Schnooks. Me and Janine walked over with Jack and we got a coffee and a little something for, for Mother's Day. And here's some gal, probably, you know, our age, probably 50. Nice looking lady, and she's putting all of her groceries in a beautiful white and silver vest. Gorgeous. Ooh. And I stopped her and I said, In the you hood? Know, in the hood because the trunk's in the front? The back. Oh. It was in the back. The whole thing lifted up, kind of like a hatchback. Oh, wow. Or maybe it went the reverse way. Instead of coming this way, it went like that. Oh, okay. She put them in. Anyway, I said, you know, I said, it's so nice to see a young lady driving a vet. And she started busting out laughing. I said, especially at the grocery store. And she goes, yeah, I love it. And I go, well, good for you. Because usually we see nothing but the silver foxes that get them, you know. The next day, we're down at the fruit stand. And some gal pulls in, same age, everything. And she's in it all black with red calipers and all that. Looks really nice. I said the same thing to her. And she goes, yeah, this was my husband's. But I took it. <laughs> and I don't mean if that means took it in a divorce. Ah, yeah, I don't know. But it's nice to see somebody in vets. Um, I mean, I, you, they're hardly, uh, you can't recognize them anymore. They look like they look, um, they look like Maseratis now. Yeah. They look straight like Maseratis to me. These new, I think it's the C8 is the they new got Corvette. air foils on the yep. side or whatever you yep. want to call them, air intake. Um, speaking of, of not, not Corvettes, but we have talked about smoking outside and stuff, right? And like I've mentioned how like smoking on a beach is the most miserable thing in the world. You know what I love about the summer? All like the old dudes, that, and, and when I say, not, not old, right? All the dudes that got that Audi or that BMW convertible, freaking tops down, you drive by them and they're, they got the cigar burning just in front of the windshield driving down the road. I love it. And their $100,000 car, their dream. But, but, let, it, let it be 65 degrees outside and the roof's up. I'm mean, not smoking that motherfucker. But you're never going to see Schwarzenegger in a sports car. He's going to be in a big-ass Hummer or military vehicle with his big stogie. You'll see You'll see Jordan in a get-out-of-a-CA-smoking. Well, I mean, well, some of these guys, what, they have a whole, a whole, you know, these are the kind of guys that have probably uh, a 30,000-square-foot barn oh, with all fuck. their cars. One for... You know, Sunday one for Tuesday. You know, they've got like 10:15. This is my Wednesday at 3:15 driver. Like the only guy I know, kind of quote is the uh, late night guy, Jay Leno. Yeah, he's got every. I don't know how many, maybe a couple hundred. I don't know. He's got. He's got a lot. He's got a lot. I know also uh, Jerry Seinfeld is a big car guy. He actually did a series, uh, got, um, talking cars or something like that, where he would pick somebody up, a well-known person, and he would interview them in their car. That's not Seinfeld. Yeah, it was That's Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, cigar, cars and coffee. That's Jerry Seinfeld. Is that Seinfeld? Oh, yeah. shit. I didn't, I've, never, I've never seen it. It is. I've never it's seen car. it. So he picks them up in the car. They talk. Then they go to a coffee shop back in the car and takes them home. Oh, okay. All right. Right. Kind of cool. Yeah. Didn't know that. That's awesome. Well, man, we're getting down to like the last inch, inch and a half. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm gonna go with your outside poolside. This is good smoke. 
Yeah, I know you were a little worried, but man, I, I was pretty I did, you know, just aesthetically looking at it and again, like I'm not kidding when, I know you guys can't see my hands, but I'm gonna show how I do. So when it comes out of the box, it is this tight, right? It's a bundle. And there's a, a dried palm leaf that's folded over and then it is it is tied down with probably like like bamboo string you know something like that uh some some kind of, of frugal string right some, some. tied down and then and then um uh, not saran wrap a seal wrap right so then you pull it out you pull a seal off and i mean like you gotta cut these strings off of it and then they, it lays out beautifully and each cigar is a different shape like the story is super unique but when you look at them, I think right? Kind of cool. When you look at them, it's like any any other cigar had those fissures we had on these on these wrappers. They just exploded, right? But I don't know. These at no point, at no point did they falter at all. You know, we didn't lose any crazy ash. There was nothing blowing. Even when the wind was kicking, the cigar held together. On a functional standard, it's a ten out of ten. It smokes great. It burns great. It doesn't look amazing. The label's the label's great. I love the label, that red and gold. I, I like that, and I like I like how oblong they are. The shape is weird. You know, it's a little different, and it's it's pairing great. It really yeah, is. It is. I had to pour another bit of that monk monk's road. And the funny thing about the Monks Road is, I'll tell a quick story. I, when I lived in Utah, um, I met a gentleman through a friend or whatever, and uh, he asked me, uh, he brought this friend over. And anyway, cigar guy, uh, anyway, we started drinking a little bit or whatever, and we had a cigar together, had a lot of fun, and I shared with him, Chimay, the Monk beer. Oh yeah, we've had that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's been a long time. I mean, I probably had it 35 years ago. And every once in a while, I'll grab a little Chimay. So I had it, and this guy was so taken back by it. And um, so he kind of knew I had football, whatever. So it's about 10 minutes left of football practice. Everybody's picked, and he texts me, he goes, I'm outside of your barn, and I bought us a bunch of fucking monk beer <laughs> and he goes i have gifts for you and i'm like okay i go give me just hang out there and chill at my farm at my barn and i said I'll, I'll see you in probably 20 minutes anyway i go up there he had iced down a bunch of monk beer which you don't really need to ice down monk beer i mean it's kind of served at room temperature yeah we had we had ours kind of just off the table right yeah, yeah. room temperature um it's kind of a unique like stoutish lager thing yeah yeah it's heavy, but light at the same time. Yeah. It was kind of a mean. Anyway, he was just so heavy, and he brought me literally, well, I didn't know it at the time, but he had, seriously, that many cigars in a bag. And he goes, I brought these cigars. So what he did, he, he was a wheel of cigars. So anywhere between 30 and 50. A whole bundle, a wheel, yeah. Anyway, we sat around and listened to some music in the old whiskey bar in my tack room. And um, at the end of the night, he goes, man, Hodge, he goes, thank you. I had a wonderful night. And I go, hey, dude, don't forget your cigars. But he goes, no, 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 those are yours. And then he came back again. He told me he had bought early, like those big white coolers. Yeah. And um, he had bought cigars from companies and put them away. And he has these big coolers full of stuff. And he goes, I brought you a little bit of everything I had. I go, man, that's I'm telling you, it's a it's a genius idea, man. You know, 
I kind of want I want to touch on something too that we can have a cool conversation about when it comes to sharing. Um, one thing that I, I have found, and this this kind of comes with a shout out to uh, the crazy Cuban that's that's Ryan at the shop. You know the, the guy. You know you know me. I I think I get so excited when I get new cigars, right? That I just ah here have some have some have some have some. Right? Like last night, I was going for another smoke before we left, and I was every, two guys in a smoke. I was getting ready to open my box of, of M's and just hand them out, right? There's only 10 cigars in it. I was getting ready to fucking hand them out. Sean stopped me. Ran, one of the guys, Randy, stopped me. They're like, dude, Sean's like handing out cigars. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, my bad. You know, like, whatever. Um, but it's one of the most unique things about, about the cigar community where I think it differs slightly from the bourbon. And hear me out. In the cigar community, how many times have, let's, let's forget professional, okay? We've just been hanging out with guys and uh, we'll, use, we'll use the Dalton Brothers, okay? Because they've always got cigars, right? Whenever we're hanging yeah. out, they got some cigars. We'll be sitting around, we'll all smoke a couple of cigars. We're still sitting there, they're finishing their cigar. And it's like, you guys want to smoke? You just hand the smoke out, right? Hand them out. Or we've been sitting in a lounge and we're just hanging out. Like even, be even before we had the Craft Imperial product, right? Here, try this, man. I just, we just smoked some the other day. It's freaking great. Here you go. And you met the guy two minutes ago, you know? Where it differs from bourbon is you don't invite a regular stranger into your house to come downstairs to your bar and have a drink. You know what I mean? I like and just, if you have a bottle in your in your backpack and you're hanging out, you don't just walk around, give everybody a cup and start pouring. You know what I mean? It's just a little, little different there. Little different there. You know, like 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 today, I'm, I'm sitting up there, I'm, I'm getting done with the meeting, I'm getting ready to leave, and you know, Ryan got a box of Oliva Lanceros and the Corona size of the UC10. Hands me one each. See you later. Right? Like, you know, we've done that. Like, you came, you came back from Nashville and you gave me a, a bag of shit. Right? Well, some I came of that back from mine. Louisville some and I gave was, some uh, stuff. JH. Oh, JH. Yeah. <laughs> you, but you, but you know what I mean. It's like you don't, you don't go down and. Walk into Heaven Hill and get two bottles of the new 17 Old Fits and just hand one off to somebody. No. You know what I mean? And that's where it gets a little different. Um, you know, even even so much as you'll be, we've been in a lounge and it's like, hey, if you get a box, um, you know, we'll give you, or if you're at an event, right? Buy a box, you're gonna get like, you know, six sticks and a hat, right? But you get the box, you sit down, you're sitting there and it's like, dude, I smoked something, you say, smoke these. And you kind of hand some sticks out, right? You don't go up to the bar and buy a round for the whole place. Yeah. And it's not like relative. It's not like whiskey is more expensive than tobacco or vice versa. It just depends on which one. Which either or could be miles more expensive. You know, it just depends which one. You know? Um, Sometimes it's that, fun. It, yeah, I know I was getting yeah. I was just trying to get out of the sun a little bit. No, you're good. Anyway. Um, sometimes, I, I think sometimes for me, like when I meet people in, in our industry or whatever, they, um, and, and there's something I haven't tried and they let me try it or whatever, I'm very excited. They, they know I'm passionate about it and it's a very enjoyable experience. And then there are other people who I, you know, I'm like, hey, well, I like bourbon. Well, what have you been drinking? Well, Woodford or whatever. And then I let them have some good stuff. That's also fun too because they're like, wow, that was really good. You know, I mean, well, yeah, that's. That's the whole part of why we do this is to turn people on to something that's a little different and, um, and get them a little bit excited about the story and whatever we're talking about is whether it's a cigar or a bourbon, 
which is really weird. All of a sudden, this last little moment, my, my guy can do a little bit. Now, that could be because maybe I was talking too much. Or, and uh, it's, it's not a dig to either industry. I mean, I, we, I, have, I have personally, just speaking for myself, I have met some of the most caring, giving, sharing, and excited people between tobacco and spirits, right? Uh, it is it is absolutely something just, I, I, there's not, I'm sure, you know, just depending on your vices or your, your hobbies, there are groups like that that exist for everything, right? But not like I've seen in the tobacco and spirits. You know, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know of, you know, I guess you got foodies that get really excited when you cook, but I know, I know there's, I, I see it every day. We do it every day. I mean, you know, like when, when you and I and Scooby Drew went down to um, the back room at Stanley's with Barry, right? We were all lit up walking in there, looking around, sitting down. And Barry brought a bottle to the table. We had the bottle to the table. We brought this. We had cigars. He gave cigars. That whole thing is just, I don't know where else you get that as far as a community that, that a relaxing community, right? Because let's, let, let's face it, if smoking cigars and drinking is stressful for you, stop doing it. <laughs> yeah. If that's a stressful commitment, you should not be doing it. Because you're just wasting your time and your money at that point. Right, no, because yeah. that's the whole opposite of why we're into this. It's to slow down, tell a story, and enjoy and share and, and tell a story and enjoy something maybe you haven't had or whatever. Before I forget, I want to say that I, it's, uh, you know, the guy I was paired with, Matty Ice, last night, we were going to go watch the Blues because the yes. Blues kicked ass last Let's night. Let's talk about that. 5-2 wild. But before we get to that, I have to tell you that we tried the M series with Rusty, right? Yeah. That night. Uh, yeah, I smoked it wearing KC. Yeah. Well, I you you shared with me as well, yeah, but yeah. the cigar I had, <laughs> I'm still. That would have been the one I would have the liked to have tried last night again. Because, yeah. dude, that cigar is something special. I really like that. Yeah. For me personally. That is. I was hoping to get one of those, but I didn't ever have an opportunity to ask. But I would have really liked to smoke yeah. We one have of those them. Sometimes. We have them. They're in stock at Lit. So you can come in and get them. I think they're 24 or 5. Um, it's, not, it's not a cheap cigar. No. But it is. It's one of those times where. You know, we've talked about this before. You know, a lot of cost sometimes is is adamant of the name and the packaging. It's a cigar. Like that and the M. They're the two, in a wholeheartedly, in full honesty. Like, I did not, I hadn't smoked a Cohiba, with the exception of the Royale, that Rusty and I would smoke over the past few years. The only time I smoked one was when Rusty and I were together. You know what I mean? Because he'd give me a Royale. You know, and then when I saw him, I'd buy some and I had some. But then the M dropped, the Toro last year, and we smoked the M. We've had two or three that have been very good. Well, the, the, um, um, the Weller. That Weller cigar was yeah, fantastic, man. So, fantastic. And you were like, yeah, I love Rusty, but let's face it, blah, blah, blah. And over the, the last year, at least, we've had the Weller, this new M series. Oh, well, he proved me wrong on Mac Menudo when he gave us the Reds. And those were really yeah, good. Those too. were really good. Yeah, we actually we've got a box. Yeah, of and I was like, we, yeah. damn it, <laughs> so, damn it, Rusty. <laughs> yeah, he. I mean, there there's some good good stuff in there. There's no doubt about it. But it's 
You know, and, and on that point too, to come back a little bit and talk, you know, watching people grow, you know, just between you and I, you know, fuck dude, four years ago I had, I've said that I've had all the scotch, right? Now I've got pretty much all that same scotch and I've got quite the damn bourbon bottles now, right? I didn't know anything about bourbon when you and I met, right? And the first bottle we ever had together is we split that bottle or what was left, I think it was a pour each of that white label six year Heaven Hill. And it just went on from there. You know, I still remember the first time I gave Scooby Drew a cigar, right? And we started hanging out at live and I got to know, when we got to know the family, I got to know the family, being with them, working with them, your business one side and then joining them, right? What he does now, you know, like the way his knowledge has grown, the way he works with people, the way he, he talks in, in those cigars, the way you talk in those cigars. When we met, you were a 60 smoker. I'll and never forget the first empty time. empty asylum boxes, and now I, I'm lucky if I've got one empty a year. I will never forget the day I gave you that Lancero. You went, <laughs> I was like, smoke it, man. Just do it. Now, I would, I would be willing to bet you don't smoke 10 percent fuck you don't smoke nearly no. i don't know how i try and say this like you if you smoked a hundred asylums a year before or, or i'm sorry 60s a year easy, before we met easy you may smoke six a year now maybe you, 10. you know what i'm saying yeah, and, and i don't i don't know i, you're I don't right. know the exact number but yeah it's it's, it's i think just the only reason i don't have a box is because i know once in a while but i know hill has them so i'll grab three or four but yeah, to that point, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's why you want to meet people, spend time with different people, and and find out some shit. It's and it's things you learn. Like I learned, I learned things about tobacco from you on on, on certain things. Like even even as um, like like the crazy Cuban Brian, like he he's taught me more about certain fuentes and types of Dominican that's used that I'm starting to enjoy. Right, getting into those. I've learned a few different things about, I'm experimenting with different stuff that like Drew's jumped on and he's done. I'm trying different things, you know? It's the beautiful thing about this. You've been doing bourbon for 20 some years, right? I've learned so much about it from you and now I've got my knowledge base, right? And I'm still learning stuff from you. Like, I don't know what, this would never cross my radar unless the only reason it is now is because you've had it, right? Well, it's just because and, and I say this to people, one of the reasons I would hope people like this show is because if you look at all the stuff we've had on the show, uh, it's hard to find something new uh, to share uh, for people that listen to us for something maybe different. So uh, like when I was at the uh, Smoker's Abbey, they had Blanton's, they had Curlton, they had all these that would look delicious. And I saw these in front of me, and I, I go, tell me a little bit about, I wish I remember the guy's name. I, I still have trouble with picking up the guy's name unless it's really something unusual. I gotta write it down. But he shared these two with me. I tried four, I bought these two, and I think they're really nice stories and packaging, and they're a really good product. So- I'm a fan now, of this. Now this it's dance, on the table. This, this dance is uh, something special. Oh, it's like the, the twirly um, stick in your drink now, the little thing up there. But anyway, yeah, it's all good. Um, so, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let this cool down a little bit, and then we'll yeah. get into that. All right, that'll be the end. But no, I, I really enjoy that, and I, I think I think to tie it back into whatever long scramble I started 15 minutes ago, the 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 
Spirits and, and tobacco community Obviously you're is... talking more than me because I'm down to a nub and you still have like Sorry. three and four inches on your That's cigar. four inches. <laughs> Doing really good in life. <laughs> I gotta tell you, man, I really enjoyed the hell out of this cigar. I you know, I really didn't, good. I didn't, um, I, I, I didn't expect to. I, you know, I, I really didn't. Um, you know, obviously, again, I'm gonna have to smoke it, not in the pool, 90 degrees wind. But I'll tell you what, as we said, right now, with these bourbons and the water, good the wind, the music, this is great. And I'm a little, I'm a little confused here because I don't know. You know obviously, the bourbons we're getting a little fuller aspect of them. They're heating up a little bit because they are. They're not in the sun, but even with the shade, there's gonna be some temperature rise, right? I don't know if the heat's coming from the bourbon or if there's more spice in this than I think there is. But it's not, it's, I will say this, I will say this I think full on. Spice in here, this man. is a mild cigar. By my standards, this is a mild cigar. Um, out here, there's good body to it. Um, I think there's some fun notes that are involved. But on construction, and especially the way it's constructed and the way that it's packaged, it's a 10, man. Especially on that factor, for sure. I don't know, man. I've enjoyed the shit out of it. I know you had your weathers, but man, I, I thought it was really a winner. Yeah. Glad you brought it. It is good. I like it. Um, you know I, what else I liked? I saw that I really enjoyed last night? There were a lot of young ladies there last night. Oh, I did. There After was the a dinner. table, like a couple tables down from us. Was there four ladies there? Yeah. There? Yeah. It was awesome, man. I didn't get around and move around a lot because uh, I, I had Mighty Ice. And then we had Curtis that was sitting with us, who was a newbie. I don't think anybody knew him there. We didn't know him. He goes, no, I'm a total newbie. He came there through Brian, and he's in, he was a, uh, in in the car business. I'm just going to oh, okay, put it cool, that way. Cool. Ran his own dealership, and now I think he teaches specifics about the car industry to people. So he travels oh, that's cool. and teaches people about the car industry. I, while well, I was there, I never saw Brian come down and talk to him, but obviously he knew Brian or he wouldn't even be there. But um, he was really an interesting guy. And he goes, yeah, I like getting up from anywhere from 50 to 100 people and talking. And I'm like, man, I, I, yeah. I said, that's a little different for me. I like smaller groups talking and so forth. But he goes, yeah, I really enjoy it. Anyway, he was really an interesting guy, and it was a, a, a fun event to sit down with him and Maddie. And Maddie's really good about talking with people and meeting new people, so it was really a cool thing. Yeah, I, I want to. Uh, if the blue, I wish, in some ways, I wish the, it wouldn't have been such a big blues night. Uh, because obviously, listen, man, if, if any of you guys, and I'm a new hockey freak a little bit because my brother got it, I'm probably a six year into hockey, and there's still a lot to learn. But. When your team is in uh, the cup hunt, I mean, it's a special thing because it's hard to do, very hard. Yeah, and, and, getting, and especially in, in hockey, getting out of the first round, I, I firmly believe that's the largest hurdle next to playing the seven-game cup series, right? Like the Stanley Cup Finals. That's the largest hurdle because once you get through the first round, a lot of times, you know, a lot of times the games go five, six, sometimes seven games in that first round, you know? And then you start to see, you start to see the four and O's what you don't expect in the second rounds, you know? Uh, but I don't know, this Blues series has been fun to watch. The Bruins series has been eh, fun to watch, I guess. Um, they? They're, they're, 
down three to two right now with Carolina. Carolina won okay. yesterday. So well, I'm just saying Baruby had some balls of steel. He had to make a change anyway. Who's uh, always been good, but for him to come back in that game and put Bennington back in there. Hey, and Bennington is making his way back, man. Well, what, what do you what do you do? So we night. were we were kind of talking about this uh, last night at the dinner, like as we were wrapping out, we were all sitting around the couch. Everyone was like, oh, ben, you don't leave man, you don't leave man. I'm like, dude, or we talked about this before the event, too. He's in. And I was like, look, Huso was a brick wall. Something like that game won 40-some shots, no goals. Okay? Game two, he let what? Five in? Right? Yeah. Okay. So may maybe what you know is that you Huso in the playoffs is solid for two games in a series, right? So you just gotta you gotta work out where where you place them in those two games. There's, you know? there's just something that goes on. It's an it factor. Hey, and Bennington and all could of a sudden, be doing maybe Bennington is back. Dude, if what's funny is if you look at this, look at 19. When they when the Blues won the Stanley Cup. This was Bennington's path. Well, Bennington wasn't the guy at the beginning either then. Nope. It was Allen. Be no, Jake uh, Allen. Jake Allen was. I don't think Bennington got when did okay. Remind me of that 19 season. Exactly. We're not going to get it right, but I know the Blues were like 15 games back or some shit. Bennington started. They got into the playoffs, and he played the playoffs, and then they won a Stanley Cup, right? Yeah. That's pretty historical. You know, it's, it's, it's really cool to see that. Um, it's not like he's the first goalie to do it, but it's really cool to see it. Maybe he's hitting his stride. I don't know, man, but there you was know? like piranhas, man. I, I think... Uh, uh Tarasenko had a hat trick last night. And here's my thing. We're all in Geyer Inn last night. And all these guys, and they, they don't listen to our podcast. It would be funny, but one's a serious pessimist. He's like, God, Tarasenko, we need to trade him. We need to trade him. Is this I must have heard, of course. <laughs> and all of a sudden, Tarasenko <laughs> scores that goal to go ahead. And I'm behind all the guys that I go, we should have traded him. And everybody starts busting out laughing, right? And then, dude, not more than like 40 <laughs> seconds later, he scores another one that, yep, yep, we should have traded him. Super Bowl 19. Right. Right? Chiefs win that game. Mahomes throws that one interception in the, like five minutes of the first quarter. He's like, that's over. We should, we should just really, you guys want to go get drinks? We should just get out of here. This is crazy. Well, it was, he was, I was with him. We went downtown. First game of Boston right we scored two goals we're ahead two nothing in the first round of the series with boston and then that he had kind of maddening greasy long hair and he puts that there was some exchange and a hit and he literally comes down the ice and hits one of our guys it's all brutal and whatever anyway he ended up coming and playing with us anyway we ended up oh, losing that game <laughs> we ended up losing that game and on the way back in the golf cart Dave says we are not what we think we are. We we we're not there yet. And I'm he, like, Dave. He is literally Dave. My chill favorite, the hell out. My favorite person. Chill the hell and out. And like bro. you can't do it all the time, but you catch a game here and there once a month with him. He is my favorite person to listen commentate. Oh my god. Right. He knows a lot like, about stuff. But but he just gets so down, so down. Nope, that's it. Like. 
you know, this, someone scores off a face-off in the opening 20 seconds. Dead spins over. It's that. That's it. We're, we're going to finish right. last in the league. Uh, you know, maybe we'll get good lottery picks. You know, yada, yada. <laughs> He's a fool, man. Anyway, great night for St. Louis. Now, tomorrow night, Thursday night. Um, Back home. It's going to be a, a great game. And um, I don't know, man. The Wild are good. We've been neck and neck, although we beat them a know, lot. Here's the, here's the crazy thing about that, and this is why I love playoff hockey. It may be my favorite Next to next to AFC NFC like in ending series Super Bowl kind of play playoff hockey because when you looked at game one when you looked at the Blues versus Wild record I want to say their record was the Blues had won 14 games lost one and tied one in their last 16 meetings yeah. right and now the Wild have won three games or two games they've won two games two out of two out of the five games played they've won right. Right? No, right? Is it tied 2 2 or is it it's 3 2? Blues 3 2. Yep. Right. So, five games they've played, they've won almost half the games. And we've won the last two. And with Bennington, I think we've really got some momentum going. You know, I'm crazy. I say you put Huso in tomorrow. Oh, no way. I think it's time. I, I think you do it. Nope. I think you do it. You let the hot hand ride. Nah, that's fair. That's fair. I think you let the hot hand ride. And let's see if Blues. And close this out tomorrow night get a little rest because i'm assuming if we win we'll be playing the avalanche yeah <laughs> and you're gonna need all the rest you're gonna need for dude that. they so are gonna get a week's rest before we play them probably they uh e well let me think yeah they've already won they won yeah they're done they're, they're they're they shut out they four-owed yeah. um well yeah because if if it goes game seven game seven will be saturday and then I think the first round starts Monday or Tuesday, yeah. right? Is that right? Maybe Wednesday because there's that no, other set of games. Obviously, game seven, if it goes to that, will be Saturday. If Saturday, I'm thinking, right? Yeah. Because so game, yeah, you're probably yeah. right. Anyway, so it's a little after four. I say we um, save the last. I'm gonna run up and grab this up. A war as I got up here. Okay. And shout our little thing. And then we will uh, do this last board and cheers out to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be cool, man. Um, playoff hockey is literally like, you know, I know a lot of people that get real jazzed up about um, like Final Four and stuff, and I'm just not a basketball guy. Playoff hockey is, is, is exciting, man. I think more chances are taken. I think, I think obviously people play harder. Um, I think it's a lot of fun, and it's, it's a good, it's good cigar sport. I enjoy it. I really do. So in uh, in honor of last night, um, you know, one thing I have one thing I have to mention too is I am I've said this before I am a huge Michter's fan. Um, like I've, I've joked, you know, people always ask what if you could have one bottle, you know, the rest of your life. Well, I'm picky. I want two. Um, I'd have any Michter's product. I think I'd be safe with any Michter's product, and uh, I want each quarterly release of Booker's every time it drops. So. If I can have those, I'm, I'm what you call a happy camper. So, um, at the event last night, Brad Roper, his tag is Rope and Stave on Instagram. Give him a follow. He's going to be on the podcast soon. Um, I want to kind of have him, Brian, um, myself, the Cowboy, and even maybe Scooby Drew on that one. Just because of all, the amount of barrel picks they've done together, I want to kind of get that, that conversation piece in there as well. Um, but... 
the man being who he is, um, doing what he does and what he does inside the industry, he came through. He came through for me um, with help and was awesome. So, I've talked about this before that Michter's ten-year rye um, and all the guys, the guys and girls that have been around me that we hang out with normally, they know this is my unicorn. Uh, well, it's here. I have it, um, and it's sitting right here in front of us, and we are going to pour it. I did have the first pour of it the other night, and I pulled out a Monster Mash Vitola of the Jason. And man, you know, we talked those moments about how the pairing was perfect. That had to be the most enjoyable 90 minutes cigar whiskey side that I was so excited about for a long time, man. It was it was phenomenal together. So this has been chilling under a, a kind of damp towel so it is not warmed up very much. Ooh, I didn't think about this. Well, the only thing, I, I was thinking about that, but yeah. I didn't want to hurt your label, but it won't be oh, too bad. Oh, yeah. Damn it. Thank you, Mark. dry it off. It'll be all right. Um, so I'm very excited about this. So we are going to pour the 10-year Michter's Rye. So another funny thing. Well, Have I you went, had this? No. Uh, I, uh, when I was with John, Huber and we were back in the warehouse and whatever we were talking hats a little bit I go yeah I said um it's stupid me not thinking I go one of my favorite hats that I scored at Grand Crew through Brian I believe was the Juarez hat and he immediately said so which one and I'm like what he goes yeah I think he told me he's done three there's three so there's the Ferrari hat which is the red one that's got the gold leaves on it there's the Red Bull hat, and then there is the other one I gave you. It says Nashville. It's in the bottom of it. It's just gray and black with the Warren symbol on it. I don't think I have that. Oh, maybe I still have that one at home. I don't have that I'll one. I'll make sure you get it, so you have all three. Anyway, he he asked me, and I said, I, I told him, and man, he got a big kick out of this. I said, well, I said, I wear that hat. I said, and you know, John, I said, sometimes when you got a favorite hat, you're kind of protective and then somehow you lose it well i got it back and i said it's the one that looks like red bull and i said but here's a funny story i says we we hang with another local guy mike weller he purchased table 36 cigars and i told him the whole thing we're over there riding one of these uniforms with the wheel <laughs> the and, one shit. Wheels, and, and i says john i'm a little older guy whatever i'm dialing it around or whatever and then fall and um he says something like oh fuck hot Anyway, he said, "God damn it, Hodge." <laughs> okay, whatever. God damn it. Anyway, and I says, "The the hat pops off," and I said, "So everybody, I said this thing got like twenty five thousand hits or something like that." And I says, "The thing was like, God, I can't believe that Red Bull Spons would sponsor <laughs> such a nut." Said so, uh, Red and, Bull. Oh my God, he Red Bull so shouldn't hard. sponsor geriatrics. Right. <laughs> Not whatever. <laughs> And, and he was like, and I'm like, nobody really knew it was a Juarez hat. They all thought it was a Red Bull, and he got a big kick out of that. Because that's kind of what he, you know, a little what he plays on. Yeah, he, you know, um, <laughs> he, I, I asked you, because you were at his, his desk, he's got a, a three-ring binder, one of those thick th three-ring binders. I think the last time he talked about it, he's got like 300 hat designs in there that have not been made yet. And he loves, he loves, so obviously like when you look at the hardware store and like Crownhead events are called Crownhead Road Shows, right? Right. It's an homage to punk rock and rock and roll and you know, him, Pete, a lot of those guys, that's their, that was their thing, you know, like 
John's a van wearer dude, just skater kid, you know, rock and roll, that blues music, being from Tennessee, like all of that. Um, so he, you know, it, it's a swag shop. It's a hardware store, right? When you when you go when you go to a, a music festival, there's always there's always the merchandise shop, right? You know, I'm wearing my No Shoes Nation shirt. You know, like I bought that one at the show. You know, like everyone always goes there. It's always something that you can only get at the show, right? Same thing, right? Like he makes hats that are for events, and he makes hats that you can only buy on the hardware store. Right? I and mean, obviously unless you work for crown heads, you know, it's a little different that way, but he does that and it's it's always unique. Remember you remember the time he kind of yelled at me when I called him and I remember when you text him. And I was like, hey, who uh who does your hats? And he took it like I was trying to I was like, no, dude, like the hat. Like what what hat do you use? <laughs> I don't want your guy. Like, I'm not trying to well, do that. You can, well, yeah, the hat, I think the names of the hat company that he buys the actual hats, but I think he was he was thinking maybe we were like want to know who actually he works with to design and do and do all of the because let's face it the um some of the stuff that he does the foam and the build up on the fronts of the hats and stuff yeah. that that company whatever he used is really good yeah and it's probably a thread per square inch kind of technical bullshit how they do it and we've had some fortunate enough just to do something well that's like my favorite crown head hat that i don't wear very often because I, I seem to burn the inside of the bill is the crown head king hat that black hat with the cat with the 14 caliber this skull on top and then under the bill is the dancing martha oh uh, yeah she's the skeleton she's in the dress i love that hat right it is one thing crown heads does next to making phenomenal product um is I think my on-air sign turned off. Oh, my battery went dead. Yep, battery went dead. Oh, good. Um, well, let's continue but, this. Let's cheers. Yes, okay. Oh. So let's cheers this. I'm sorry. Let me come back to that. So, Brad Robert, thank you so much, man. This is my favorite rye, hands down. Yeah, it's buttery so here's something it's right off the bat with this it's, one this one is toasty. like toasty you don't even need to retrohale this and i know that sounds funny because i you know we retrohale these but sometimes i let that the flavor of that bourbon as you're kind of swishing or chewing and you kind of force it up to your nose you get some different flavors this just came out my nose and it's so like just perfect all the way through. It's like right. it flows through your mouth. Uh, it expands the air, everything, and just flows out your nose. That was really pretty damn crazy. That's highly enjoyable. Highly enjoyable. Highly enjoyable. So yeah, Brad, thank you so much for that. Um, Let's Cigar Lounge, thank you so much for last night. Brian, Dana, Andrew, Allie, Ashley, everybody, you know, the whole family, thank you for last night. It was amazing. Um, hey, Next Tuesday, I believe it's the 17th. You want to play poker? Or you just want to come hang out? Okay. Okay, so you know Cigar City Brewing? Yes. Right? So the Maduro, the Gallabera, the High Ally, all of that. General Cigar blended a Cigar City cigar. Okay? So next Tuesday, let me make sure I have this date right. I believe it's the 17th. Well, you I don't want to. Do well, yeah, I just want to make sure I'm saying the right date on a, uh, a Tuesday. 
Yes, Tuesday the 17th at Lit Cigar Lounge. Uh, I believe it's probably going to start about 6. Um, probably, probably 8, 9 maybe. Or maybe it's 7 to 9, somewhere in there. Um, we're doing the release of the cigar with Cigar City Brewing. We'll be there doing a tasting of all the beer. Okay, cool. Right? So it'd be, it'd be really awesome to come out. If, if you're a beer drinker, and we've talked about this before when people have talked about pairings, and like, it is very hard to pair beer with a cigar because carbonation can be a bitch, right? If you have something spicy with carbonation, the liquid tends to win, you know? Just, you, really, you can't kind of fight that or you can't help that. The cigar is specifically designed and blended to pair with the beers. Which I, I'm very excited to try, you know, because cool. I stay away. I stay away from beer when I, when I'm smoking typically. Um, I, maybe I'll do I'll do a, a like a cerveza or you know stouts. Stouts are good, you know, if you do them room temperature, they're good to do them. And we've um, never had Chimay on here. I think that'd be a great pair. That would stuff. be fun. That would be fun. We need to do a beer. We need to do a tequila episode, and we need to do a coffee episode. So we got to get those lined we'll up. Definitely, we'll do at the Agua. At the Agua. Agua Farm Aqua Ranch. We're at the ranch. The farm's up there. Right. Okay, so Agua Ranch. We definitely need to do the tequila here on another day like this. But I also, because I know we're closing out, and we saved the best for last. Mark uh, so nice, and thanking Brad for, for his gift. Um, I, I, I just want to say to John and Wes for their hospitality to me and my wife, come over and get an opportunity to meet me and my wife and Wes and all of us sit down and chat for I think we spent close to an hour with him and meet some of his warehouse people and, I, and, and I'm saying that like everybody there was super cool and then for his gifts to to me and Mark and Craft Impero I just want a special thanks to these guys because it's a special thing to get to meet him he's doing some cool stuff in the cigar market that we're slowly getting into and love so I just want to give a special thanks out to him and um, Anyway, I just want to get that on there. Yeah, no, I, I love that. You know, um, this has actually been a long time coming. The last time I tried to um, make sure John was in the office for you, I made the poor decision of texting him on a Saturday at noon. Um, and I got yeah, scolded by my, by my what felt like my father yelling at me, um, which is all good, you know. Uh, but, yeah, man, I, I think... I. I, I I've not smoked that cigar yet, going back to the Cigar City. Um, I do have one. I haven't touched it yet because I, I obviously, you know, when you look at something like that, you want to do it with the product, right? When it's made to do it with something, you know? I don't have many Cigar City at home, so I haven't done it. And now now that we're having this event, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, we'll be playing poker that night. Um, on top of that, you've got you've got the tasting. You have everything going on. So that would be a lot of fun to get to. Um, also, um, we want to give a shout out to Mike Weller. Um, he just opened his second location um, in Alton, Illinois. It's right before you get down to Grafton. Um, we are doing an event at AP Cigar on June 11th from 12 to 5. We're going to watch the Cardinals and the Cincinnati Reds play. Um, we have the Mad Russian coming in. He's going to mix up a special cocktail for that day. Um, as long as you purchase, um, we'll work it that day, but with, with X amount of purchase, you're going to receive the free cocktail, um, which is going to be really unique. We'll have music, uh, podcasts, the whole, the whole nine. That'll be a lot of fun. Kind of help boast, uh, 
his two new locations. Um, let's get closer and closer to our build out. That's that's going to be something for the magazines. It's going to be really unique. Um, I think that's that's all we have coming up. Really. When's when June is, 11th? What's it's a Saturday. Oh, Saturday. Yeah. Um, our next Legends event, uh, Legends Country Club in Eureka, will be June 2nd, 6 to 10. Um, 10, right? 6 to 10? 9? It's 2nd, yeah. Yeah. Is it 6 to 10? Is that our time? Yeah. Six to 10? Well, I mean, they probably say 6 to 9, but we usually, everybody hangs around 9, 30, 10, whatever. Um, and it, they've been shorter because, right, weather's been colder, but now this should be perfect. And we're going to get working on that event. We're trying to up our game this year because we've got all of our dates set, so we can set up some stuff and it should be fun. So we're gonna work on bringing other guests than just uh, lodge, I, probably not lodge, but just um, regulars. Yeah. We're gonna try to bring some new people yeah. to the table. And we got an advanced out, summer and fall. stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun, man. We're really excited about it. Everything's going good. We're doing good, of course. Um, I think we're gonna be at Lit next week for the podcast um, after we do some golfing, of course. Um, that'll be fun, and then maybe uh, do a... Actually, that might might be a good tequila time. I'm gonna try and have Adam and Paul from Hiatus come in for that um, and have them run us through their product. They've got uh, Blanco, Reposado, and Añejo. Uh, if you remember that in Yeho, when we last year when we finished that bottle of Plaza Azul out here in the water, yeah, I remember. And then I it opened that vividly. other bottle that you were like, "Oh shit!" That other bottle was there in Yeho. Then I'll tell you right now that because we've talked about I this still and let's have that. In let's here. let's do a let's do a little ten minute combo on this, then we'll wrap the episode out. Obviously, we're drinking bourbon on the podcast right now because we didn't plan for you know cocktails or, or actually we had talked or, about maybe. Not doing the bourbon because it was so warm. Today, it, but it all worked out. Yeah, it all worked out good. It did. It really did. We had these but, little umbrellas. So, so yeah, your umbrella setup actually, I think, saved it really. Um, but uh, you know, my my <laughs> sounds weird when you say it, but your drinking habits, like my drinking habits, change in the summer, right? So during the day, like I I will have tequila, ice, and a lime. Like that's just what I'll drink. Cause you have good tequila, man. Like you're not you're not a straight tequila drinker by any means. No, but we. And Pretty I much. poured that Azul. And I, it was so smooth. Gone, dude. We drank that bottle, and I didn't even know it was gone. You're yeah. like, dude, we are, it's already done. Done. That's like, when I went wow. and got the other bottle, and I opened the other bottle. That's I was crazy. like, dude. You know, but, and then it's like and during it wasn't the summer. totally like, we, we didn't get stupid or anything. No, it we were listening to music, smooth. hanging out. Everybody drove home. Everybody cleaned up. Yeah. It was, it was a solid, good, yeah. fun time. Um, but my, my, the way I do that is like when it's hot like this, right? So if I were just, you know, chilling today and I'm on the patio, I got the fan going, blinds closed, hanging out, it's tequila. I have tequila. And then, you know, because even, even in the summer when you have a 100 degree day, when the sun goes down and it's like 8, 30, 9 o'clock, you're hanging out around 80 degree weather. There's always a breeze at night typically. Then I can pour a bourbon, right? Then I can pour a scotch. Then you can get into the whiskey for me. You know, if we were just chilling on a park bench somewhere right now, hanging out, ah, shit, it'd probably be deep eddy with some kind of fruit and a lot of water, you know? Um, it, it does change. For me, it changes it a little bit, you know? And by the way, deep eddy, their grapefruit, which was the first one they put out. Well, and I could be saying that wrong, but probably the one that really caught me 
um, now is in a can. I saw that there. Yeah, and they're they're damn good, damn good. So a lot of shit. So do you on. do you alter your your bourbon intake at all during the summer, like out here at the pool or anything like that when you're out? Yeah, probably like you. I would never be probably without you here. I wouldn't be popping a lot of bourbon in the afternoon. It would be cocktails, and then maybe at the end of the night. end of the night we would do you know maybe a nice little bourbon yeah okay <laughs> yeah so here we go just a little wind picked up and we it all worked out anyway yeah yeah and I jumped on this war as I got a little going on it last night and man can't say enough about the war as I, I really love this cigar. Yeah. All right, so we'll wrap this out, guys. We'll uh, we'll close it down for you. Um, yeah, I want to reiterate, uh, next Tuesday, May 17th, uh, Cigar City Brewing with the release of the General Cigar. It's a Toro, I believe is the size on it. Um, it looks, it looks great. Aesthetically, the cigar looks flawless. So I'm really excited to get into that and try that. I think that'll be a lot of fun, if it, especially if you're a beer drinker. You know, we talk about it warming up outside. Maybe you go to beer, step away from the cocktails and the, and the whiskey a little bit. I think that'll be a lot of fun. And then uh, June 11th, if you're down, come hang out with us at AP Cigar. Um, we're gonna be at the Rosewood Heights location. Yeah, that'll be fun. I didn't know we were gonna do that, but that, that'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be a blast, man. Um, the Reaper, let me drop this little snippet at the end here. The Reaper. Uh, this summer, guys, 20 count box, 25 count box. Uh, the Bourbon Cowboy is currently working on uh, and I have three logos something for you to look at after well, we get off. See, there you go, we talked about it last night. There it is. There it is. <laughs> um, so we'll be on, uh, we're gonna get working with that. That'll be fun. Um, we'll do a release with that, um, at, at, at lit probably a soft tasting of that, and then we'll do a big blowout. Um, we're really excited about that. It's gonna stay inside our black and white series. Uh, I think that's what we're calling this now, our black and white series. Uh, I do feel that down the road, we do have things in the works where we'll, we'll throw some uh, some color into it, maybe. Maybe I we're think, just gonna ride yeah, with the black yeah. and white. I, and I'm feeling like this will be our box of the black and white series, and then we'll kind of leave it alone, and then we'll move on to, to the next level. And then we can always come back and add to the black and white series, but this will be, Everything we've done, I've been really happy with it. I know you have too, everybody's been happy. We introduced this box this summer and then, you know, maybe fall, we'll start our next series on something. Yeah, yeah. and uh, we'll see, man. We've got, I've got, a, I've got a lot of different stuff that's being currently blended. Um, we're, we're working with some much, much more aged tobaccos, much more reputable um, factories and farms. Um, some of those do remain want asked to remain anonymous which is fine with me um very excited about so uh again thank you to lit last night we can't we can't get over that enough man it was it was utterly amazing sean thank you for being you man um it was it was perfect dude absolutely perfect so uh from the viking mahalo guys let the cowboy take us out and then check this out from stone tribe and then uh, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, and from the Bourbon Cowboy to you guys, listen, man, as always, thanks for listening in. And hope to see some of you guys soon. You're listening to Stone Tribe on the Craft and Puro podcast. Download our brand new song, Island Time, and help us raise money for United Cerebral Palsy. 
25% of our profits go to help families pay for desperately needed medical equipment and procedures. Connect with Stone Tribe at stonetribemusic.com for music and the latest Stone Tribe merch. (laughs) 